Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. Welcome to Healing from Harmony Hall. I'm new to Creating Calm Network and I'm uh, looking forward to doing some distance healing for everyone out there from my lovely sacred geometry, or you might know it as bioarchitecture, home here in the sunny southeast of Ireland. To start with, my hopefully my first few broadcasts will be sharing with you my entire understanding of what's going on in reality and how we can heal ourselves. From that point, I hope that yeah, people will write in to me at um, info at healingbyfrank.com and I'll be able to um, then have a more interactive show and, uh, and answer and, and resonate with and hopefully reconcile one or two things that are happening for you personally. But to start with, I hope to, for a clarity of intention, spell out what I really would love to see uh, and have other people understand as a vision for a more calm and more peaceful reality that obviously starts from inside each one of us, one at a time. Um, I might start with a short prayer, which would be, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I say this partly because I'm new to sound engineering and um, it's quite possible that I might have to do the whole broadcast in one take so I won't be able to change anything. Editing might be completely out of the question. So to start with, I hope to take listeners from an old to a new paradigm way of thinking. The old has long been characterized by the perspective that we are individuals uh, and the new is grounded on the understanding that we are all one. In order to learn to think in a different way, I will provide a guide to identifying and clearing the deep sense of inevitability that stands in the way. I will then show how the geometry and general observance of nature supports this journey. This may be because nature is calling out for a rise in consciousness by bringing us rapidly into crisis, both personal and global. A perspective that acknowledges that life is connected brings with it a responsibility to recognize your own part. Therefore, I'll outline ways to practice being honest and present with yourself, for others and for your environment as much of the world and many of the people in it will still be reflecting back the chaos we have created to date. I'll include sections on shortcuts to oneness. These can help when you're triggered back to divisive ideas, which God knows could happen. The training, I suppose, is to simultaneously expand your awareness and compassion. In this sense, it's a healing journey which comes with a guarantee. A person who comes to know that they are a part of everything has infinite power to draw on. He or she will need this power plus considerable mental discipline to break free from the habitual identification with their separateness. If you make it, you can do anything. 
Therefore, there will also be a lot of time, hopefully, devoted to developing our vision, directing your creative energy, and achieving clarity of intention. Then the dialectic will be complete.
This unconscious, shadowy side, which is so instrumental in our experience, is not all bad. Yes, it holds the pain and fear that makes us not want to investigate. It holds our extensive predispositions to illness. However, it also holds all our creativity, our unconditional love, potential and innate knowledge. We are energetic beings fired by spirit and thought, feeling and everything around us. I urge you to start considering your energetic existence as it has many pluses. We each have a full spectrum of energetic frequencies to tap into, from bliss to despair, from compassion to rage, from genius to ignorance. From birth, we wrongly start to identify with a limited few of these and decide that is who we are. The good news is that underlying all the polarities of zeniths and nadirs, there is still this one warm sea. You might call it oneness or an underlying stillness or all that there is. You will see how to return everything to this peaceful fabric of energy. Instead of stress manifesting as illness or chaos, you heal it. The power of intention is enough. Wasn't slipping away from you every time you turned around But I was running out of things to do to keep my feet on solid ground And with the writing on the wall Should have known I'd take the fall But there was fire deep inside Like a beacon in the night Bringing me Slipping away from you every time you turn 
But I was running out of things to do To keep my feet on solid ground Solid ground Solid ground So the big question that we have to ask ourselves first is, are you willing to look at your life and take responsibility for what you've created? In the past, we couldn't look. Each person found a focus to fuel their avoidance. Some argued they had not got time or had unsupportive friends and family. Some said they were not well enough and wanted to improve their physical health first. People have now come to accept that, in fact, everything happens first in our non-physical energy fields. Situations and problems in our health and finances have been building up in our emotional and mental fields long before they manifest in the physical. Spiritual bankruptcy always precedes actual dereliction. So it is at the deepest level, after all, that we must start. You must be willing to go there to come back truly in one piece. This unconscious, shadowy side, which is so instrumental in our experience, is not all bad. Yes, it holds the pain and fear that makes us not want to investigate. It holds our extensive predispositions to illness. However, it also holds all our creativity, our unconditional love, potential and innate knowledge. We are energetic beings fired by spirit and thought feeling and everything around us. I urge you to start considering your energetic existence as it has many pluses. We each have a full spectrum of energetic frequencies to tap into, from bliss to despair, from compassion to rage, from genius to ignorance. From birth, we wrongly start to identify with a limited few of these and decide that is who we are. The good news is that underlying all the polarities of zeniths and nadirs, there is still this one warm sea. You might call it oneness, or an underlying stillness, or all that there is. You will see how to return everything to this peaceful fabric of energy. Instead of stress manifesting as illness or chaos, you heal it. The power of intention is enough. To be sure you have cleared part of the energy spectrum, the divining method is second to none, I would say. In the past, a pendulum was used to identify. It was reliable at getting a yes or no answer to previously unknowable topics such as will she have a cult or filly foal and how deep should we drill to meet a clear water spring. In this healing context, however, the swinging of the pendulum offers both identification of a problem area and shows the dissipation of the turbulence. When you start, you can safely assume that healing would be valuable in every area, so do not get stuck looking for subtle movements and clear answers. Simply start swinging the pendulum 
and when it naturally slows, trust that that is one aspect cleared. Bear in mind that the biggest risk in life is that you remain an unconscious, self-fulfilling prophecy. This means you do not serve yourself well by just exploring your current reality. The way you formulate your questions changes from will I get the job to can I clear any obstacles to me getting the job or even will this, will this job be good for me? Will this disease kill me to can I clear the source of this illness and heal? You're moving yourself into alignment with a better outcome rather than just identifying what is probable from your current perspective. The process you will go through as you, as hopefully we go along, is to clear yourself and put in place constructive ways of thinking that will manifest continual positive results. You will start by noticing the arbitrary parameters you've been working within. These may be ideas or beliefs that keep you small, or archetypes that sabotage your conscious efforts. You will also become aware of how your environment, both in the land and the buildings you frequent, is impacting on your health. Are you, well, as you bring each turbulence you meet back into the underlying stillness, your health will improve. Instead of bracing yourself for the next thing you will have to deal with, you will come to relish the new capacity to heal situations and not fear them you will start to literally resonate at a new frequency with less and less resistance and conflict. As you detox energetically, the infinite organizing power of nature will help rearrange external reality to reflect your new inner equilibrium. The ripple effect of conscious thoughts and actions has great applications for global matters like world peace and the environment. Conscious thoughts and actions are characterized by feelings of joy, enthusiasm and acceptance. Acceptance being the last resort if you're really challenged. All other energies take the good out of your reality, guilt being the lowest energy of all. So with inevitability, the first one we can deal with is predispositions to illness. It is crucial to clear your sense of inevitability. It takes the shape in all sorts of beliefs in your mind that result in an ingrained victim dynamic throughout your life experience. This is because with inevitability, you presuppose that you are powerless to change yourself or outer landscape. You also reaffirm to yourself repeatedly that life is just happening to you. Your participation is not making a significant difference. You also externalize all responsibility for your health and actions. You assume that your beliefs are true evidence facts about reality. This assumption makes it impossible to address them or any issues successfully because you've given them too much credibility and solidity and cannot let them go. The clearing process starts with noticing what you believe already. Getting even one moment objectivity. For example, oh look, I totally believe that my health is going to deteriorate each year until I become totally decrepit in old age. Even that moment allows you to use discernment. I do not want to make that a self-fulfilling prophecy. And also expand your horizons using positively framed questions. For example, what if I grow old gracefully, enjoying the active and quiet phases of my life? 
Uh, or what if I'm still surfing, traveling the world and surrounded by people who love me in my twilight years? These things are possible. All these things can happen. Currently, you believe what you have always believed. Maybe what you were told, or maybe ideas that you were born with, or think you worked out for yourself. So predispositions to illness are one such inevitability that it is important to deal with. The way to deal with them is to bring the light of awareness to them. See them for what they really are. We think of predispositions to illness as knowledge of our family and genetic makeup. Medical records confirm things like, oh, there's diabetes in the family or a history of heart problems. The reason we perpetuate problems generation after generation is not that these problems are infectious or genetically guaranteed. It is because we include ourselves in the problem. We identify with it. Think of statements you make like, we all have bad knees or bad backs or weak bladder or my father had it and one or two of my grandparents had it so I'll probably have it. You are assuming it's yours unconsciously or consciously fearing its arrival and unfortunately thus giving it sufficient energy to take physical shape in your own system. You also give a potential illness power by describing it as genetic or inherited. I encourage you to remind yourself of this. We change what we consciously observe. We change what we consciously observe. This goes for cellular, genetic and family habits as well as anything else. So notice the tendencies, that is all they are, and set the intention to dissipate the disturbance back into oneness, be it a pain, a conflict or a memory. Then pluck out of the universal stream of energy something like genetic structural integrity, or set your cellular receptor sites to only recognise health, or pay attention to the healthy choices you have made, rather than take on a family past riddled with mishap, illness or tragedy that was not really yours anyway. Predispositions to illness are a good place to start in your journey to self-awareness, generally as you can readily hear yourself go on about them. It's actually entertaining too, to diffuse and stop this destructive running commentary we have tormented ourselves with for years. There is always an underlying event that brought an affliction into the first family member, maybe generations ago. Say to yourself, whatever that was, usually an unacknowledged grief, I acknowledge it now with compassion and wish to release its vibrational hold. If you don't, the root of the illness remains stored and is building up momentum to manifest in your life or in the next most susceptible member of your clan. Sometimes the symbolic source of illness and predispositions to illness are broader, started in a whole generation who endured war, for example, or starvation. Time spent in the conscious acknowledgement and release of those dark times sends a ripple of healing to the whole world. Do not feel you have to hold difficult memories in your heart out of respect either. We are clearing only the emotional charge around them, taking away the attachment the drama and the perpetuation of trauma. You are allowing disturbed spiritual traces to pass on so those you grieve for are in fact benefiting rather than being forgotten.
times I took a walk on the wire Trying to cross all the divides that I've made And there were times I got too close to the fire And was blinded by the light of the flame So many times I went and opened my mouth Before thinking what I wanted to say But don't you think it's good to get it all out Because it makes you feel much better this way And when my day is done All I want to do is unwind You're the only one That can make me leave my worries behind And when I talk to you And tell you how I'm feeling inside You make me feel so new And when I feel I've lost my mind And I'm coming to the end of the line Feeling like I want to give up
The next most important problem uh, of inevitability, I think, would be soul loss. Most of the people you meet have come through many life experiences and their souls are damaged, often lost altogether. In the past, soul loss was considered the primary cause of death above any illness or accident. Nowadays, it's only alluded to by the term losing the will to live. So this is not occasional or only happening to people who get mixed up working with spiritual forces. It is commonplace, and I would guarantee that if you ask about your own, you will find some part missing, AWOL, stolen, lost, exchanged, or splintered. I recommend retrieving it at your earliest convenience. DIY, do it yourself, is the only way. You will need to prepare yourself to trek off to negotiate. Many people think they cannot or are fearful. You have to get empowered right away. The order of events for a DIY soul retrieval is first to imagine yourself surrounded by comrades for the transition between worlds that you will have to make. Douse with the pendulum to see how many parts the soul is in, then to find out where they are. It may be the underworld where there is a lot of darkness and they tend to covet the light. Here one has to be firm. It then may be in purgatory where there are countless lost souls, which you will probably see as shadows. The work to do here is to clear everyone you meet. Then they will bring you what you are there to collect. Then there is Olympia, the seat of the gods. The likelihood is that you will have negotiated your soul in a previous existence to save someone you loved or save your own skin. Happily, at the moment, these divinities have stopped competing with each other and have expressly said that we need as much light on earth at the moment as possible. It means they will give you a soul back, literally on request. Parts can also be left with or stolen by individuals. You do not need to find out who or when. Just visualize the meeting and ask for your soul to be returned. Clear for everyone you meet to go to the light or be at peace. Clear all attachments to you and vice versa. This process has an epic ripple effect as you are clearing so many spirits and old contracts at once. When you have retrieved all the pieces, clear any resistance to accepting them back into your body. I heard that it is very painful because of having been without your soul so long. But we have the tools now to clear our resistance and accept whatever our soul brings back. No doubt you will have interesting dreams and some deep changes. Just go with it. And remember that now at last you have the chance to live fully. The habit of giving your energy away will be harder to change. Therefore, when you feel yourself very low, check in that you have not parted with your soul again. Keep bringing it back until it feels at home, appreciated and commits to staying around. Winding road 
So as a, I suppose, third form of inevitability, and each one of these may take time to clear, it's a process of acknowledgement, um, is karma. Some people believe in it, some people don't. But with clearing, it doesn't really matter what you believe at the moment. It's a way to tap into a different area of an, an a different part of your energy spectrum. So whatever it raises will be of significance. So with karma, I often use a pendulum as a gauge as to what I have cleared so far and as a guide to which area is holding the troubled energy. Do not get stuck looking for accurate answers from the pendulum. The beginning is to assume there is clearing needed in any area you are light on. Therefore, you can start it swinging and get the healing work underway. As the pendulum slows, start it again with the intention to clear more. Gradually, it will settle quicker and you will know you are coming to the end of the turbulence. So the next inevitability is karma. Whether you believe in it or have never given it any thought, it is worth clearing it. You will have witnessed suffering disproportionate to one or another. In your own life, you will have experienced recurring themes in relationships and finances and health. Because difficulties happen time and again, most people doubt that real change is possible. If you do not clear your karma, then change really is not possible. You are going to be forever paying karmic debts. This is experienced as an excessive amount of suffering. In addition, you will find yourself playing out karmic roles. These are experienced as regular dramas that may have different characters and different storylines but will have suspiciously similar outcomes. Freeing yourself of karma using this process of bringing the light of awareness to it allows you to transmute it. This is neither transcending it nor enduring it. It is consciously acknowledging it at an energetic level. This acknowledgement, as always, releases the old knots of energy back into its fluid, unraffled state. From here it can take shape again as a life form or a little bit of pure oxygen. It is all energy melding, forming and being expressed. This conscious acknowledgement is the cornerstone of energy clearing. It is the opportunity to bring chaos, wherever you see it, back to coherence. As you observe the energetic disturbance, you disturb, dis well, disperse it, and your intention harmonizes more and more aspects of your life and anything else you decide to pay attention to. It presents an accelerated path to empowerment by addressing situations and observations directly. While your life is guided by inevitability in the form of karmic patterns, we are completely disempowered. You are on a treadmill, however hard you try to break new ground or hope for a turnaround. Karma often shows up in your legs. Hip and knee pain and joint replacements indicate a symbolic difficulty in moving forwards in life. This, in turn, alerts you to the inexplicable deterioration that is stopping you in your tracks. The considerable pain in the limbs and the emotional desperation at not being able to do what you love to do are typical of karmic suffering. Examples of karma readily unraveled are a bank manager whose ankles had given way and put pay to his one joy which had been golf, a dancer who could not spin or turn, well, who could not spin or turn due to a mystery knee pain 
three pianists, all of whom could no longer play, one due to performance anxiety, one from repetitive strain injury, and one with arthritis. All the problems had a karmic source. Identify that source. This is simply an energy field where a problem took root. Rather than identifying a whole story about why you accrued a trouble, and then shake out the traces and associated disturbance in your other energy fields. For example, karma might be the root, then fear and frustration in the mental energy field, then conflict in the home as the physical manifestation. As quickly as you can allow it, energy is released and harmonious movement happens. Positive thinking does have its place, as you must constantly remember that it is an energetic universe and therefore fluid and reparable rather than solid and damaged. Also, you must be prepared to put good attitudes in place of the old beliefs you are giving up. Initially, the clearing of inevitability is freeing your mind. Even if you are skeptical of terms like karma or divination or beliefs or the unconscious mind, still clear them. You also do not know where electricity comes from or the ingredients in a painkiller, but you still use it. That is what you should do now. Just give each one of those terms five minutes clearing. You lose nothing and gain, at very least, an interesting experiment and insight into who you are and what you feel strongly about. This is a step into objectivity which will lead to detachment from all sorts of drama in itself. The outline of this empowerment process is to clear the turbulence in yourself. Then regularly remember the interconnectedness of all life because this halts the illusion that we are all separate. It reminds us that more fundamental than all our categories and understandings, there is an energetic fabric, fluid and untroubled. Once clarity is achieved, you must stop identifying with difficulties in your environment. You will notice toxicity and be sensitive to people, but these frequencies will then be recognized and let go on contact rather than triggering painful spirals to your own heart. In the end, you will have developed the greatest gift of all, the ability to direct your thoughts constructively and consciously create your own reality. You will be telling a different story about the world, the friendships you have appreciated, the resources you have had, the health you and your family have enjoyed, and the adventures life has taken you on. With your focus firmly on well-being and gratitude, you will watch with a lifting heart how your outer reality starts to reflect these new feelings tenfold. <laughs>